Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to uh, those muckrakers. Uh, I'm Pete. And uh, I'm Pat. And uh, what episode number is this? Uh, 29, I think? Episode 29. Yeah, you know, our last episode, I really enjoyed yeah. the... Wait, or was it two episodes ago, the fall of Paul Manafort? The, oh, yeah, it was two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, man, things are moving quickly. Yeah, you know, I imagined him to be kind of like a really ugly, dumb Max Payne, you know? <laughs> Do you remember that old movie where he's just... Like, I just, just walking around narrating his life. Yeah, they took my family, and then I laundered a bunch of Russian money. Now everything can change in a New York minute when you buy a really expensive ostrich skin jacket. Skittin' to where a man can't even wear the body of <laughs> giant dead birds anymore without the feds coming down on him. This so, is my favorite ostrich jacket. So here's this little sidebar before we really dig in for today. Uh... You know, I've I've been spending my week. I've been in a, at a class at the uh, the Museum of Natural History, and what's cool about it is their planetarium has the most advanced, um, to date, projection system like in the world. Like, so really? yeah. So what basically it's so like we're a, getting close to like Star Trek um, VR rooms or whatever that thing uh, is yeah, called, the holo Yeah, well, it's it's on the way. I mean, it's not hard light, and they're not holograms yet, but. Uh, course, instead of, of a, instead of a flat screen, it's kind of like you sit in a chair, like a regular theater, but the whole ceiling above you, the dome, is the screen, um, right. which is pretty cool in itself. And they basically, like today we had this guy who was like the Bob Ross of like astrophysics, and he's just like... And now so, we're I can or I, so I can or I can't have sex with the dome once it gets going? I mean, I guess that depends on how much you donate to the uh, Museum of Natural History. I mean, if it's anything like the hollow deck, then um, I'd donate quite a bit. <laughs> but that, you're, but you're, you're leading up to my point. So this guy is, you know, he's, and it's amazing. So like, we're, 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 he's like the Bob Ross of interplanetary. Like, you're basically seeing these high resolution images of the moon. Uh, kind of like if you've ever done any like world creation inside a video game, like we're just like zooming in on landscapes and we're seeing like the Earth and the moon in almost in like one day delayed time. And it's massive, and it's, like, really, really, like, interesting. And I'm watching it, and we get out of there. I just look at another guy, and I go, rich people are stupid. And he goes, why? I go, because they buy five Lamborghinis. I would just buy this place and play video games in it. Yeah, yeah. That's, Can you um... imagine playing video games in the most advanced projection dome in the world? Like, why would you buy an ostrich skin jacket when you can do that? I mean, if I had the money for it, I'd be playing VR games all the time. Well, not even. Well, this isn't fans. even. This isn't even VR. This is just a super awesome high-res, complete top of a dome like resolution screen. You know what I mean? So like 4K. Yeah, it's amazing. Like and or but on the or ceiling. why don't rich people do what you would have done, which is just go in there and watch porno? Well, I mean, I want to have sex with solid holograms <laughs> from the Hollow Deck in Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> like my my goals are lofty. Yeah, right? you know I. Th- I think it would be a less lofty goal to just get a girlfriend. I think at this point it's like, just go out and, you know, put your penis in a a real woman. Like, Speaking of putting your penis in a real woman, by which I mean speaking of alternatives to that, did you know that the government is right now cock-blocking us on sex robots by denying grants to people who are in the scientific... Okay, so again, this ties into my science corner, and that's kind of a stretch, like... The government's not actually blocking sex robots just through your seven your 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 like your seven what is it seven <laughs> layers of Kevin Bacon seven layers of separation you're like the, six, six degrees yeah. of Kevin you're Bacon you're like the transitive property of algebra means that the government is denying my right is denying my right to have a sex robot 
Um, well, what people listening don't understand is that uh, it's very late for me, and when it's late, I get rambly. So oh, they were gonna say when six it... degrees of Kevin Bacon is like my default setting at <laughs> like this my... point. <laughs> when it gets late, you turn into Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> turn the fucking sex robot skate. <laughs> <laughs> turn the se- can a robot be gay? <laughs> is that possible? I mean, I mean, with the right settings. <laughs> If I'm paying for it, it's going to be whatever I want it to be. <laughs> I think that's going to be the name of my new science fiction novel. You know, because they, they have, like, do androids dream if, of... If I'm a... paying for it, it's whatever I want it to be. <laughs> no. They have a... What do you call it? Do androids dream of electric sheep? Mine's just going to be called... Uh, do androids... Androids dream of my penis. Are androids gay? Can an... if I pay for but it. But can androids be gay? They can't, right? They... Why not? Because you're assigning well, it, human... It, de- it depends on how you identify uh, gender, right? Like, can boats be gay? Well, we call boats she, so if two boats wanted to mate, it would necessarily be gay. But uh, boats don't even have genitalia, that's sex, what I'm saying. Right? So you're basically putting a human construct on an inanimate object, or in the case right, of well, this, an animate object. Well, it again, it comes down to uh, how you identify the reality around yourself. Can like, you have... Because we, because we speak English, it's bizarre for us to identify gen, uh, inanimate objects with genders, but in Spanish, they do it for everything. Everything has an assigned gender based on... Right, but I don't... You know, law but I don't think that answers the question, can a robot be gay? Well, first we have to determine if it has a gender at all. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's, it's the same way that, like, when they were, remember a while ago when they were freaking out and they were like, what can we freak out on? They're like, the Teletubbies are turning the kids gay. I'm like, I don't think the Teletubbies, A, have a gender or B, a sex or C, sexually reproduce in any way. So I don't believe they have a language, do they? They just make noises? Yeah. So here's the thing. If you're projecting your weird sexual hang-ups on a completely like uh, 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 like non-sex being, that's your <laughs> fault, man. I was also six degrees of Kevin Baconing that last uh, thing I was talking about because we were also going to talk about um, perceptions of reality based on language. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but I don't know if we're still going to cover that today. On top of everything else, we might. So, what start us with the, what's what's going on in the world? I mean, there's a lot. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about this previous thing, but hit us with the big story. What's happening right now? The biggest story for this week would probably be Omarosa, if you want to get to that. Yeah, let's get into Omarosa, because I don't know a ton about her, but I do know that I think that, like... And this is this is the problem, is, like, I feel kind of like her thing is a distraction, although maybe it's not, but it's also a pretty big deal that somebody just was able to do a whole bunch of recordings inside the secure White House. Yeah, so we lightly touched up on this last week. Amarosa is someone who was in the first and, like, ninth, I think, season of The Apprentice. The yeah. first one, and then, like, an all-star season where they had a bunch of people come back. And so her only real claim to fame is being a celebrity or a reality show TV yeah. person. The same as our president, right? That's all he was, and then he became president. So yeah, why not well, staff... Here's, here's Why not my... staff the White House with just people he knows? But the thing is, is that he's surrounding himself with hucksters like himself, con yeah. artists, which is what she is. She is a serial liar, just like everyone else Trump hires. But and here's the thing: just because she so, that that doesn't mean that like there that, that like we can discredit her. That, like there's a lot of witnesses. Well, here's here's the thing. Here, Right. Yeah, she does have um, people that corroborate what she says in yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. these things. So, but like, they... also, and most importantly, she has tapes. Right. She, uh, she wired herself with 
actually she did a really good job wiring herself because as a uh, journalist myself i have to record interviews all the time and the quality of those interviews even whenever i'm very careful and meticulous with some decently expensive equipment to not catch background noise it can still just end up as snowy garbled garbage if uh almost anything happens to throw off the sound when omarosa was recording these conversations these secret secretly recording these conversations there was no fuzz uh nothing was interrupted people have recorded trump with professional cameras and he's just like turned and talked into a fan so they couldn't catch half of what he was saying <laughs> amarosa managed to get him clear as day crystal so clear. so, so the, the big thing is you know they're like oh trump definitely said the n-word so, so yeah so we don't have to take amarosa's word for it whenever she says yeah. this stuff because she has the, audio so I'm, I'm less interested in his racial slurs which are horrible but at this point he Here's supports he supports nazis so it's like do you really think that people are gonna yeah, like yeah, well the, you know, I mean, before he the got only, elected, he talked about sexually people, assaulting women. Like uh, at this point, if he says the N word, the people that still support him would only like him more. Yeah. They w- that would not discourage them from liking him. Yeah, there's that whole like, man, you were you said it, and I was thinking it, and I was thinking it, and you said it, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like that now, whole. Um, he's now he's not only said the N word, but he's also said worse, and this is backed up by other people who are on the Celebrity so, Apprentice now. My favorite. That actually made me um, happy this week, though, that Penn Jillette was in the news. Yeah, Penn, for a I like bit. I love Penn Jillette, like because yeah, full, full disclosure, Pete and I are both huge fans of Penn Jillette because from he's, the show Bullshit to Penn's Point to Penn Sunday School, the podcast. Because I feel like he's a very real human being. He's very aware of his faults, and like so, his whole statement was like he's like I've heard him say this stuff. Uh, he goes, but here's the thing. Like he goes, I'm a storyteller. Uh, I mean, I was in the room when he said it, so I can I can corroborate what she said. But he goes, like, I'm not going to go into it. It's on tape. He's like, I'm a storyteller. So, I, and basically, like, by or he said that I'm a an unreliable narrator because he doesn't have perfect memory, and he's aware that he doesn't have perfect memory. Yes, yes. Because he he actually keeps a journal of his day to day life. Every day he writes down what he's doing in his journal and he will insist that something is true later on and then go back and check his journal to prove it and be like, Oh, I'm wrong. Actually I wrote right here that you were right. Yep. So he's aware that he misremembers. Yes, things. and that's that's why he's. I think he's an amazing person. But also, and he's we, saying that right now it's way too important that we get all the details right, right. because we're probably right. about to try and remove a sitting yes, president. Yes, yes, and he doesn't. And we've want never to... ha- tried to force a president to move before. He doesn't want to be involved in the story in such a way that his story becomes part of that process, or that and he... then it comes out that he's slightly wrong about it, right, later. or that he damages it in any way. I think that's very noble, right. you know. So um, he's saying, look, the tape exists. I was in the room yeah. when they were recording it, so I know it exists. No matter what the CEO says, the the head of whatever that channel is, ABC, NBC. Yeah, and then remember. there's there's a bunch of other stuff that I think we've known, and I swear I read it before, but they were talking about, like, where for one season of The Apprentice, Trump was like, uh, you know what, why don't we do a season where, like, it's black people versus white people. Very strong, very young, beautiful black people. Very young very strong, beautiful white people, they'll they'll eat it up, the ratings will be through the roof. And the network was like, uh, fuck no. We're not going to do a, we're not going to do a, uh, this week on The Apprentice, the eugenics episode. Like, he, um, he very absentmindedly just says, racist shit all the time yeah like that's yeah he's like he's kind of like you know we all have a Jekyll and Hyde in our own heads right Right. uh I call it the what I think Lincoln had a term the angels of our better nature you know yeah so it's always a constant fight but like even being from the south like there have been really horrible like there especially when I first moved uh up to New York and visited LA I had these two incidents where like 
the 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 not bitter angels of my nature kind of like popped up with some stuff that almost made it to my mouth before I could filter and examine and go, what the fuck? Uh, once I was at a comedy theater, standing, like it was packed out, there were no seats left in Los Angeles, uh, and this, uh, this black gentleman was like, excuse me, sir, he's like, um, this is going to be weird, but do you mind like switching seats with my wife so her and I can sit together? And I said, sure, just point her out to me because I don't want to do the old like, hey, can you give up your seat for my wife so that you can stand in the back during the comedy show and see nothing? <laughs> I want to make sure the old, you know, the old like. Anyway, so he points his wife out and she's in it. It's a comparable seat. It's just across the theater, you know. Um, and he pointed okay. her out. And at first I couldn't see her uh, because all I saw was white women. Ah. And I almost said, I don't see her. All I see is white women. Ooh, yeah. See, that that would be a, a snafu that, because of, you know, because you grew up in the South, you know, you could make it and people could probably forgive you. Well, the point it is, like... At least be slightly understood. Yeah, but that's, that that's, is a racist yeah, that's, faux pas that you have. That's not my fault that that's in my head. That's from, like, growing up in South Georgia where people would, behind closed doors, be like, taint right, you shouldn't be mixing... Um, I don't care. Uh, like, uh, I see nothing. I see absolutely nothing wrong with like interracial marriage. It's like, but it was just weird that that popped into my head. Second time when I moved to New York, I was on the subway on the way home, uh, and like these two dudes were like just furiously making out, and uh, my brain went, "Oh, he must be drunk, and he thinks his buddy is his girlfriend. You, you should go tell him." <laughs> like my brain, my brain is like just a mistake that they're making. <laughs> yeah, my brain was just like. Ah, oh, clearly two dudes can't make out. Ah, uh, he must have mistakenly think that his friend is his wife. Like, excuse me, sir, yeah. you seem to have tripped and your tongue fell into that other gentleman's mouth. Let me remove that for you. I sir. don't know if you've ever had to like pull your own brain aside and go, "Listen here, you fucking act right in public and shut the fuck up." What is wrong with you today? Uh, that reminds me of the old critic episodes when um he would be like fighting with his stomach or his stomach would be fighting with him. It's like, silence, you fool. If you make nice, then all the cake can be ours. Yeah. Like, but it was Something weird. Like but that. like, but like, I recognize those thoughts are just kind of like, you know, like a vestigial organ. Well, I I'm not even a vestigial organ. Cause at least those are once useful, but it's like, uh, leftover stuff from like, you know, uh, shitty people during my formative years. Like I don't hold those views, but they're in my head. Um, but he holds those views and just says them. Yeah, he, uh, the president does hold those views because his world is painted by being really, really wicked, not smart, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Amarosa says, and she says she says out the 200 recordings, she says she's talked to the FBI. Um, my fear with her is I wonder how much of this is going to help and how much of this is going to muddy the waters. Uh, well, I mean, uh, there's... There's really a lot to unpack here, because it's really gotten me thinking, though, uh, who the hell still works for Trump at this point? Well, how is your security so bad that people are just getting really good recordings of everything that goes on? You know what I mean? Because he's been working with a skeleton crew this entire time. He didn't hire, like, even, what is it, 10% of all the roles that needed to be hired? Like, people who are supposed to be in charge of major functions of the government just don't exist still to this day. And, I mean, General Kelly's trying to hold down the fort, but even he's largely given up. There's just, basically, at this point, all there is is a hell of a lot of smash and grab going on with con men trying to out-con each other before the hammer falls. It's like the hot potato game you were talking about earlier, except the last person standing with the potato goes to prison. 
You know the old game we used to play as kids? Hot prison potato. <laughs> we threw a potato around, and the last one to hold it goes to jail. Um, yeah. Uh, what's funny, though, is that according to some inside sources, the majority of Trump's employees and government officials are just stuck with their current jobs because nobody else will ever hire them. Trump's yeah. name is just too much of a scarlet letter on their resume. Well, and that's the thing. So I don't these people... There's, there's just going to be a whole lot of crooks unemployed when Mueller saves America. So, like, you know, like uh, Spicy was on, I can't remember which country it was, he was he was uh, on some news program, and they just went after him. And I think yeah. that Spicy, old Sean it's... Spicer, I think he was like, oh, I was just a fun thing, right? I was on SNL. No, dude, people hated you just like they hated Hitler's propaganda guy. You should not yeah. have gotten involved. Your career is over, I mean, and, you I... know, history and the future will judge I mean... you. Uh, like harshly, yeah. Hopefully, it will judge you as a Nazi fucking collaborator. Yeah, and uh, even take Kellyanne Conway for instance. She barely shows up in the public now, even though she's still employed by him. You just don't see her anymore because she's so toxic that even the people that let her be that toxic doesn't really want to touch her. I mean, you we can sit around and say that nothing the Trump administration says or does matters, right? Because they're still allowed to just keep doing it. They just keep hurting people no, in, no, no, in no, no, innovative no. ways every everything, day. Everything matters. It feels like that. It yeah. feels like nothing matters, but... <clears throat> oh, are you going to finish that, that or are you just going to say but? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm skimming my notes to find out where I get to the point. God, I get really rambly in these things. It's fine. Well, it's fine. It's simply not the case for anyone except for Trump himself. Yeah. Kellyanne Conway is the coiner of the term alternative facts. Yeah. She owns that now and will for the rest of her life be unable to shake it. She really messed up the day that she said that since even Trump rarely finds use for her for anything. So once Trump's in prison, no one's going to touch her again. The one silver lining of this whole abominable administration is that everything Trump touches dies careers more than anything else. Yeah, we talked about the Trump effect only benefits him. I just read an article by a, um, a guy who's releasing a book that I really want to get, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, but he basically ties Trump back to the... Uh, he, he ties Trump back to the Russian mob and says that, uh, you know, the Russian mob uh, operates as an arm of the Russian government, and that Trump is a fully owned Russian asset. And, yeah. and has been for a long time because of all the money that he has... Uh, laundered for the Russian mafia. And here's the weird thing about it. So, the reason that, like, not more of this has come to light, and this is what's interesting, and this actually really fucked the world in a lot of ways that we are just now figuring out. We were very, very, very deep into, like, investigating the, uh, the Russian mob and, like, their, uh, you know, um, their dealings and stuff with, like, Trump and in the United States and money laundering, right? Right. Then 9-11 happened. And we pulled every single resource from uh, everything else and put it into fighting the war on terror because the terrorists hate our freedom. Because I'm the decider, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, Bush is coming out these days. And, you know, part of me is sort of happy for him that he's lived long enough to see someone that almost makes him look good. But at the same time, it's his fault. people are not going to forget about this. Fuck. And also, yes, it turns out it is... It seems partially his fault that we even have Trump because he did such a terrible – he made such a terrible decision with um, Dick Cheney who – Dick Cheney's basically an intelligent Trump, right? Like people keep saying, imagine what the, this administration could have gotten away with if they were smart. Yeah, Ronald Reagan status. Trump would be Ronald Reagan yeah, right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be the second coming of Jesus because he's given the Republicans everything they ever wanted, and he doesn't care how – 
furious it makes the other side. He just does. He just rubber stamps anything big I, businesses. You know what I wish? Tell for... him to. So that means they're willing to pay tons of money worth of propaganda to make sure that what's happening looks good to people. The problem with George W. Bush is he has that. He has the same kind of factor that like Michael Scott from The Office has when you're like, this person's an idiot. And he's ruining lives. But there's something likable in his dumb nativity, na- you know. Yes, and you're like, oh, I I hate him, but he's like he's like he's just kind of like a kid, like hey, hey, oh man, oh, look at this. So, honestly, though, what I want for him is I want him to end up like that guy ended up in the end of um, was it James Bond? Was it the quant? Which was it? Quantum of Solace, where the dude ended up in the desert with nothing to drink but oil. I, I don't know Bond outside of like Golden Eyes. It was one of those one of those movies. James Bond movies where in the end he, he like took the villain. And dropped him in the desert and just left him with, like, oil. And he's like, drink this since, you know, this is what you did to other people and just left him. That's what I want for uh, that's what I want for George W. Bush. I want him to be left in, like, the Iraqi desert with just a canteen full of oil. And then out there on Skyhook, he'll, he'll be like, is it for, for England, James? And he'll be like, no, it's for myself. And then he pushes him <laughs> off. Then he can, uh, he, can also have, uh, uh, he can also have Chaney. We'll put Chaney out there, too. <laughs> the thing is, I don't think you can kill Cheney. I really think. Whenever I think of Cheney, I always go back to that old Star Wars I mean, saying where he's like, a twisted mess, more machine than man by now, you know? That's how I describe my teeth. <laughs> Cheney teeth. <laughs> They're more machine now than man. Yeah, so. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's already operating on like a robot gorilla heart, so don't think too much else is going to be able to get to him. Yeah. So yeah. So that. So nine eleven fucked us on a lot of stuff. Nine eleven shaped the world in many ways, and it fucked our intelligence services. And here's here. All right, so here's here's the here's the scary thing. Uh, you ready for me to get to Pete's? It's gonna. It's. I'm gonna change it now to Pete's Angry Science Corner. Pete, you're gonna change the name of it now to Pete's Angry Science Corner instead of Pete's Science Corner. Okay. I, I repeated what you said because you were like cutting out on my side for some reason. For this for this segment. Uh, you ready for this, or we got more Amorosa to do? Uh, I mean, we can talk about a chilling day in history, but we're our, we're good on Amorosa. All right, so all right, so here's the thing, and here's what's making me mad right now about science. So right now, the U.S. Department of the Interior, which is responsible for releasing a ton of money to different scientific endeavors inside the United States to study the effects of climate change, are being held up. You want to know why the scientists aren't getting their money? Why aren't the scientists getting their money? Because they have to wait for their grant proposals to be put under political review. But what? But my sex robots—they need to—they need to have their money so that they can become the next, you know, Einsteins, and then they can make my sex robots. Well, we have to make sure that your sex robots are not partisan sex robots. You know what I mean? Like, what if your sex what robots the- become <laughs> self-aware and decide to only service uh, democratic socialists? <laughs> What if they become self-aware and decide that human rights should be a right that all humans get to enjoy and not just the top 1%? Uh, then I'm seeing a that new war. A then I'm seeing a new war against the robots. That's ultimately what's going to happen. We're going to go to war with the robots. They're going to be like, "What happened? Were you guys fighting for your freedom?" You're like, "No. They wanted to give us health care and and and, a, and and an income uh, uh, and 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 free education. A, li- a living wage so that so that a mother that works 80 hours a week can, fin- can feed her children." I will die. College. I will die for your right to have to raise those children you couldn't get aborted, uh, <laughs> and you having to work ninety hours a week to not afford anything. I'll die for that. So basically, it says uh, they're screening the political dollars to better align with the administration's priorities, right? Um, uh, basically, they're they're using politics to fuck over the scientific community and what by makes... making sure that people can't 
get those grants that a lot of people needed to survive. Like that's how the scientific community works is that they get grants so that they can do their research. Yeah. So Secretary Ryan Zinke's priority range from actively supporting efforts to secure our southern border. Why is why is science involved in securing our, our border to ensuring America's American energy is available to meet our security and economic needs? All right. So here's the thing. American energy will not be because you're trying to kill solar, you moron. Um, and my favorite, he's trying to make sure that the balance is toward providing greater public access to public lands over restrictions to access. You know what that means? Uh, I think basically he wants, uh, he wants to, uh, make sure that there is greater access for oil companies to get onto public lands and drill for fucking oil and frack. I think that's what it means. Most likely, yes. But I I think I figured something out, Pete. It just reminds me of this one episode of uh, Clerks whenever they're going through all of Leonardo Leonardo's notes, and they're like, well, what are you going to do if you get rid of all the chickens? And Randall's like, stage 42, robot chickens. <laughs> well, you're saying, what does science have to do with um, protecting our border? Well, Pete, they're getting rid of, they're trying to get rid of all the Mexicans, right? So what are they going to do once they get rid of all the Mexicans? <laughs> robot Mexicans. Exactly. Speaking of, I actually have a uh, fun fact for uh, everyone. Well, let me throw one more thing at you real quick. So here's what made me even matter. So uh, the guy that's in charge of this is actually uh, a friend of uh, Ryan, Secretary Ryan Zinke. An old football... Oh, nepotism yeah. all the way down. But it makes me mad because he's an old football buddy of this guy, and the guy has a fucking bachelor's in, like, business administration. I'm more qualified to run the fucking uh, office of the interior than these fucking morons. It's it's one thing when you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, I, you know, I, they're evil I, geniuses. I have an MBA, and I'm probably a better athlete than him today. It's, so. just, it's, it's just frustrating when you just go, god damn it, they're not even evil geniuses. They're evil morons. Why can't I have the job? Dude, let me be in charge of the fucking office of the interior. It's just con man hot potato, Pete. If Pretty you get much. In there, you, you would have your chance to catch the potato and toss it to the next person. Yeah, well, the way that I, the way that my luck runs, I would walk in first day immediately, get tossed the potato, and then be on trial <laughs> next to Manafort for money laundering. It's like, oh no, I know that'd be a little bit of money laundering, but this is. They'd be like, here's many. your office, here's your trunk full of expensive exotic jackets, uh, here's your unmarked bills. I'm like, wait, what? Do I need all this to be the Secretary of the Interior? And then all of a sudden they're slapping cuffs on me, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, that reminds me. Um, oh, what's her name? Sarah Trump? It's some Tara, Sarah, something like that. Anyway, Eric Trump's wife might be going to prison now, too. <laughs> Yes! Yes! Um, I'm sorry, I'm just like... I'm sorry, that this is something from the Omarosa tapes I forgot to mention earlier. Why is she going to jail? Most recent tape has her trying to bribe Omarosa into silence after Omarosa was fired by Kelly. Is that le- is that illegal? Yeah, uh, yeah. I like that Trump keeps trying to say that she violated a non-disclosure agreement, and it's like, dude, you can't make people no. sign NDAs when you're the fucking president. Like, that's all public yes, yes, record. Because right, they work for America, not for you. You cannot make them sign NDAs. It's illegal to even try. But fucking Trump breaks the law, left, right, and center. Well, apparently he no even so he even accountable for any. Not of only it. are the in, the NDAs worthless, but apparently they don't even hold up anyway because he fucking they worded them wrong or whatever. <laughs> so they don't yeah, matter I mean, anyway. Like it's like double jeopardy. Like yeah, all their legal documents are full of typos and shit. It's like they're kindergartners out there. They have no idea what they're doing. Yet they get to run America into the ground. That's fine, uh, because uh, uh, my plan, 
Uh, my plan is to um, stage forty-two. Stage forty-two. Robot Mexican. I was gonna say robot America. Um, <laughs> no, my my plan honestly is I think if I ever go back because I'm almost finished with this master's degree, I think my plan is if I ever go back to school, I'm gonna go to school in Europe. I'm gonna go to like Germany or Denmark and get my PhD for free. Uh, speaking of Denmark, did you hear about them uh, releasing a video to I watched uh, the video because there was some Fox News hag that's just like socialism. And the guy the yeah. guy the guy from Denmark was like, uh, actually, uh, it works out pretty well here. Uh, we all we're the highest educated. We're actually our GDP is higher than the United States. Uh, we actually have a higher there. educated populace. And her stuff but, Go ahead. She was, yeah, because um, her points was just a series of lies, such as, you know, over in Denmark, no one ever graduates because they get paid to go to college. Well, isn't that nice? And he's like, um, yes, madam, actually, it is nice. But also, actually, we have a much higher graduation rate than America. So there's this, so Our there's grads like, get better jobs. They don't this, run cupcake. She also said they make cupcake factories if they do ever graduate and a bunch of other weird stuff. Yeah, so the, the problem is, and they have this, the, the weird thing they're uh, selling... Also, and not only do they have a lower unemployment rate than uh, America, but their workers, the people that do get jobs, have significantly better pay. Yeah. Like well, $20 an hour minimum. Well, the, the problem is in the a thing... A living wage, right? What you need to actually get paid to survive today. Well, the problem is the lies that they're peddling are that, like, they think that humans are... You, the only thing that motivates humans are, like, pain and poverty. Like, so Denmark pays their students to attend school, uh, which is paid for through taxes, uh, and her argument was like, well, then no one will ever graduate. And I go, look, I went to college. I paid for a lot of it. Even if it was free, do you think that I want to stay in college forever? Like, and I'm certain that the pay for going to school is not that great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Plus, it's just, I mean, the uh, idea, the, the idea and the problem is, and people don't seem to understand about like, uh, you know, um, subsidized, or I shouldn't even call it subsidized, I don't want to call it free higher education, but access to higher education for everybody. If everybody can go to school uh, you know, without having to pay for it because our taxes fund it, we have a better population overall because everyone has access to education. Um, which leads me into my next point. So you know how people like to go, oh, the, and I've been listening to this a lot, like, the universities, the liberal brainwashing, you know, they're just brainwashing factories, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it seems, uh, I always thought that it seems interesting that um, people tend to be more Republican whenever they stay away from places where you can get information, like the newspapers, um, the news in general, education. Why is it that uh, anytime you have access to information, Pete, you tend to well, turn this is, liberal? Well, this is fascinating, and I wanted to pull up some stuff. I couldn't find the studies in time for the podcast. Uh, because we were experiencing technical difficulties, but what's fascinating? Garman drilled a lot of this into my head. If you want me to take it, but you can. Uh, yeah, let me let me hit the main point. And then yeah, like uh, the idea is that um, experts and novices see the world in different ways, uh, and why that is is because as you learn, you gain you gain greater language and understanding, right? And as right. we know, as humans, we became humans when we invented language because language dictates reality, right? Yes. Um, There's an interesting study on that, actually. There was this one girl who um, was kept like a, an animal by her parents in the basement, and she was never taught a language, and she was kept there till she was like 12 or 13 before she was found in the basement and rescued. And at that point, they were able to um, eventually turn her from a feral child into a functioning member of society, and they taught her English, and once they were able to communicate with her, once she knew how to talk and they were able to ask her about her past... You know how much of it she remembered? I'm going to assume very little because she Ab had no language. 
absolutely nothing, not one bit of living in that basement did she still recall. All she remembered was learning how to speak. You know, things happen after that point. She had no concept of existing before then. Right, because you can't exist if you don't have an idea of language. Like, yeah, that's why language is so important. So when you learn new language for stuff, it changes your whole way of seeing things. So they call it liberal brainwashing, and but what it actually is... Is, it, it goes so much deeper than that. Yeah, too. like you can't you can't see colors if you don't have a word. Yeah, for color. so these there are these these other societies they found that see uh, as clear as as clear as black and white to us, and they'll see like shades of green that a lot of us can't see because they have words for it. You know, like that dumb old right. thing where they're like, you know, the the Inuit Indians have thirty six words for snow, but they've only got one word for love. You know, like that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, like there are societies where like, oh man, uh, they have 36 different types of green. Yeah, so, I mean, but they look back through ancient literature and they find that certain colors just don't exist before certain dates and they're able, you know, certain descriptions of the battlefield, uh, they'll find that people describe uh, the oceans as being clear, the sky as being clear because they didn't have a word for blue yet. Right. Like the very first uh, color that seems to be named in all of human history is red, and then we move on to green, and then blue is one of the later ones. Yeah. And orange, orange did not exist at all until very close to the modern age, and and so on. So if I ran through, if I ran through ancient history in a time machine, uh, <laughs> that was shaped like a giant orange, they would not be able to see it. It would look red to them. Oh, they'd be like, he's in a giant red time machine, and I'm like, it's orange, you fucking <laughs> primitive fucks. Uh, that's sort of like if you're wearing a purple jacket today, and someone's like, "Um, actually, that's fuchsia." You're like, "I what?" Yeah. But yeah, if you don't, if you've never learned the word for it, you you literally your brain does not process it. You know, that's real weird. So when I was in kindergarten, I remember there was this girl and, that every time we looked at some orange, she'd be like, "That's red," and I wonder if it's because she didn't know the fucking word for orange, so she couldn't see it. Possibly, or she could be colorblind, or she could be stupid. <laughs> 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 okay, you're gonna go to the medical explanation. I'm like, or she's just dumb. She's just dumb. She's real dumb. She just calls things wrong because she's dumb. Um, yeah. So the idea is like, you go to college, you learn new things. Your reality expands and changes. You can see, you can see things. So you know, I have a lisp. Uh, you can see things that you couldn't see before. And they did this cool experiment with us uh, in the class I was just taking. After we did like a week of astrophysics and a week of geological research and field work and stuff, uh, we went to uh, the Museum of like North American Animals and we looked at like the dioramas and we had to sketch and then describe what we saw. And what was amazing was the amount of like geological information that we were describing as we were talking about it, which we would not have been able to see two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, like I just, we're all like, we're just real nerdy. We're like, wow, clearly, uh, if you look right here, you can see the rock there. There are clear great glacial striations on uh, the rock. You tell right here, so, so some metamorphic uh, process had to take place after the sedimentary, like, and this is all um, stuff. That, actually, that's uh, phosphorus sulfite you'll see here if you uh, look closely. Yeah, and this is stuff we would not have known. So, yes, in in your mind, it's liberal brainwashing. But what it actually is is education expands your consciousness, and you can, and that's a great thing about it is once it happens, you can't go back. I, but also, it's um, keep in mind that this expansion of reality is not binary. Things aren't either or, because then at this point, we get into one of the more fascinating aspects of this expansion of reality, and that's that reality doesn't expand, but it's also relative to the eye of the beholder. Right. 
so there are certain things that you can expand for everyone like everyone in the class can now understand this uh volcano or these different sediments differently or to you know some greater level than they could before but everyone's also learning it differently is what right. i was trying to say because language is symbolic to people and that's the next great step to understanding reality is understanding that everyone's reality is based on their own personal paradigms and so, so once you start looking at paradigms the two biggest uh par different paradigms i should say that exist one is the uh discovery paradigm which is the basic belief that things are binary the basic belief that there is one reality and it can be understood and observed equally by everyone or the other paradigm is i've forgot the name of the good one the but the critical one the critical paradigm is the name of another similar one i'll just go with that for now because i can't remember the term for the other one the critical paradigm says that there are multiple realities based on the observers because everyone's experiences are so drastically different that what is one thing to one person could be something totally different to another person and at its most basic it means that if i see a dog i could say oh there's a dog that's cool and someone else will see a dog they'd be like oh that's a dog that's scary right because yeah. i could have positive experiences with the well, animal it's the they'd same way it's the same way that freud so any so anytime someone ever mentions dog it would mean something very different to both me and the other person it's the same way that sigmund freud talks about grief uh and how um people uh you know, they, they say things that are so true to them during the grief process that it has a physiological effect on them. And this whole thing is if they believe it to be true and it can and it causes physical symptoms, then it then what who's to say it is not true, at least to them, you know what I mean? Yep. Though uh Freudian science uh, Freudian psychology I should say was like the bog standard until like about 1980 i want to say yeah and that recently we finally began to move away from it and uh have much better uh psycho psychology studies yeah today. freud's got some interesting stuff um so one of the other things and this is the so this is the scary part of pete science corner i want to tell you about this is what i don't like and this is where things like this greatly 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 worry me um so uh, the guy that's like the head of the Department of the Interior, uh, Ryan Zinke. Zinke. Zinke, 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 Winky, whatever his name is. Blinky, Ryan Blinky, I don't care. I don't care about him. I don't want to know his name. I don't want him to exist in my reality. I know the names of so many more politicians yeah. today than I've ever he's, known before in my life. The Trump administration has me on edge. He's one of those people that like, man, if I could just yeah. pull a Thanos... But with like this dumb administration, and just snap my fingers and just he just no, just... We, we we don't we don't do direct anything that can be considered a direct. Threat okay, all right. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and stuff. I'm gonna go ahead and say that the Infinity Gauntlet is neither a direct nor indirect threat towards anyone. Uh, I mean, like... one of these days, whenever we're in Guantanamo Bay, they're definitely gonna bring up the podcast as Exhibit B in our trial anyway. Yeah, you know Except what? We're not Here... gonna get a trial because it's Guantanamo. Dude, Guantanamo is a whole other subject that makes me really angry, but we'll cover that one day. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not threatening him, but like I tell you what, you want to put me on trial for threatening somebody with the Infinity Gauntlet? Then bring me the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> I'm gonna have my lawyer be like, "Yeah, have this case thrown out, lest they can bring me the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones." Uh, then we'll talk. But uh, so the problem is, and the reason that they're screening science so hard uh, is because they're working for the oil and gas lobby. And they don't yeah. want any science to mention that uh, humanity and the human effects on global climate change um, oh. because it Which... hurts their bottom line. 
Uh, so the wild, I don't know if you know this right now, those of you who are listening to this in real time, uh, California is on fire. The state... It has been for years, actually, but right now it's particularly bad. Yeah, so when that observatory I went to, we could see the smoke from space. Yeah. Yeah, we looked at planet Earth from the moon, and you could see the smoke. Uh, so uh, Ryan, Ryan's uh, Sinky... It's, um, it's one of just two man-made objects we can see from, from space. The other is my muscles. <laughs> Look, if we're going to be part of an administration that lies, I'm going to use this podcast to lie about how fit I am. And if anyone says differently, it's fake news, Fake folks. news, people. Okay. okay, those pictures Hello. of my fat belly were doctored. I'm not really that fat, ladies. The, ve- the very, very fake news will have you believe in otherwise. Don't listen to them, okay? Sad. So Ryan, Jobs! <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Sinky. Uh, so they're, uh, you know, I guess the press is like, uh, hey, uh, California's on fire. You think it's climate change? And he's like, no. Because I, I don't know what he actually sounds like. I just imagine he sounds like Jafar. He's like, no, it was, it's on fire because of environmental terrorists. So here's what's bad about that. They, they, our government has already established terrorist, terrorists as the boogeyman that they can use to justify anything, right? Anyone could be a terrorist at any time. We don't know, but we have to keep taking away your rights and we have to do this because of terrorism, right? So now if you're taking science yes. and you're denying climate change but also blaming the effects of climate change on environmental terrorists... That's incredibly dangerous because terrorism is a blade. People are scared of terrorism. Uh, It's already in the human. It's already in the American psyche, the American consciousness. You know, all you have terrorism's bad. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the terrorists are destroying the environment because they hate our freedom, our freedom to drive cars and burn fossil fuels. Like, it's a very terrifying narrative, and it's blatantly untrue. The, The fucking wildfires were not set by terrorists. They're set because we're seeing global climate change at an accelerated rate. Um, but it's just, it's another one of those things. It's just like, oh my God, if they can make this become the narrative, they have, oh, now they can just, they can arrest anybody that's like pro-science for being an environmental terrorist. Uh, And all of this is just to line the pockets of the fossil fuel companies, because that's basically what it is at the end of the day. Uh, People that sell oil have a shitload of money, and part of having a shitload of money means that you can spend a shitload of money to line people's pockets to make sure that they keep letting you make more money forever. And they, they know that it would be, right now it's more profitable to do that than to just you know, stop selling oil and switch over all operations to solar, which is what they're going to do eventually. They know eventually solar's going to win, and then they'll just swap. Solar's gears, already winning, yeah. Solar's, solar's coming online. Solar and wind but, are coming online far but, faster. What they don't realize is, yeah, but what they don't realize is that there is a critical tipping point that once Earth hits it, there's no going back, and then well, we'll all let fry. Me tell you, let me tell you and something about that. not helping. Let me tell you something about that critical tipping point, my friend. Uh, best our fossil records can tell us. When the CO2 in the atmosphere was at 400 parts per million, uh, and if you don't know what that is, that's a measurement of just like in a certain amount of air, how much of that is CO2. Um, So right now in our atmosphere, we have hit about 400 parts per million, which is a really high amount of CO2 in the atmosphere. So the last time there was that much CO2 in the atmosphere, the ocean uh, was about 20 feet higher. Now that may not seem like much, but That's a in hell of a lot. The, yeah, but in their estimates, they're 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 thinking that uh, we may see one to two feet of sea level rise in the next hundred years. But based on data, uh, the last time there was this much CO two in the air, way back millions and millions of years ago, 
uh, but a lot more of the Earth was underwater. And the reason is because as the Earth heats up, uh, thermal expansion causes the oceans to uh, expand, right? Yeah. So uh, they showed us a map of what uh, the sea level 20 feet higher looks like. And uh, so uh, the place, the, the school I work at is gone. And most of where I live in New York and Brooklyn is gone. All of Manhattan, yeah. except for like a little narrow strip, is also underwater. I, I, I wonder if that's also part of the um, of their long game, the Republicans' long game, is that they're trying to drown out all the liberal states of California and New York, and then they'll never have to worry about losing their seats again. So then they only have to just like kind of uh, 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 work for the flyover states because the because all the coastal elites are drowned. I was about to say the um, the beachfront property states. You mean? Yeah. Well, here's the problem: we're not all gonna we're all we're gonna move. Like we're not just gonna stay here and die. <laughs> It's not like the yeah. sea level rises and we just stay in our houses and go, I guess this is it, fellas. <laughs> yeah. We all move inland and then they're that's, fucked because they'll never win. But the thing that, well, they're also not realizing that, like, Florida will be gone, too. So that's goodbye for most of Florida. Um, yeah, just underwater. And it's catastrophic. Like, there's a whole lot of other things that go along with climate change uh, besides ocean sea level rise. That's just a really measurable one. But, yeah, and we're not... We're not doing stuff about it, and it's it's fine. But at the same time, the rest well, of the world... We're, we're trying? Like, California had all these laws about, um, what do you call it, uh, ways that other cars can um, produce just so much pollution? Right. Or they were trying to limit that, and right, because right, right. there's so many buyers, it created a nationwide yeah. shift in how cars Maybe. are made and ma- manufactured. But then our president decided, <clears throat> no, actually, I'm going to overturn states' rights, because even though the Republicans are the are the party of states' rights. Not when the Democrats want to do it, though, okay? Yeah, it's all so about slaves. the point is, the rest of the world is moving forward. China's going to come online with the most amazing uh, solar that we've seen. So I think yeah. the rest of the world will continue to move forward because they understand. Which people can laugh because China's air is despicable, but they're still leading the world, and they're still yeah. going to be... Well, here's the thing asses. that China has that a lot of other places don't, and this is when you want to change something in no history... value for human life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like there's an old Louis C.K. joke when he goes, you'll be amazed what you can accomplish when you just throw an unlimited amount of human suffering at it. <laughs> and yep. it's horrible, but like that's how we got cheap iPhones, and that's probably how we're going to get the but- green energy revolution. That's how we're firing up the left right now in this country. It's just, yeah, throwing an unimaginable yeah, amount out. of human suffering at it, and all of a sudden you've got people going, yeah, why don't I run for office? I should. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's so that's the science corner. Uh, now I want to take you to a thing called uh, Pete's Ethics Corner. Pete's Ethics uh, What's uh, Pete's Ethics Corner about? So Pete's Ethics, ethics corner, corner is when I, I lay out an ethical dilemma, uh, and then you go, no, it's Nazis, and I go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right, so uh, this is and this is this is upsetting me. Uh, so the uh, the Grand Canyon is being sued by a creationist for religious discrimination. So the Park Services, uh, this guy named Andrew Snelling, sued the Grand Canyon National Park uh, after a years long attempt to get a research permit to collect rocks in the park. He is trained as a geologist, and he is also a young Earth creationist, which I don't understand how you're a geologist and a young Earth creationist, because I feel like you can't be both of those. That doesn't make any sense. That confuses me the same way that, like, uh, gender-neutral bathrooms confuse rednecks. (laughs) I don't... What? I mean, you can't... How do you... Do you have a penis? How can a woman have a penis? I don't... How do do two women have... 
Yeah, that's how I feel when I hear geologist <laughs> I, and young earth creationist. I, I, I picture him just like having a sedimentary rock and he puts it on his table and he's like, you're a liar! You are a liar and a cheat like that geode over there, okay? You can't see us! He's just sending rocks to um, a fucking gay conversion camps. <laughs> <laughs> you are not millions of years old! You are a thousand! <laughs> like and then they, just, they shock the rock or the whatever horrible thing they do at the conversion age, camps, age conversion camps for rocks. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> so basically, he was like, "I want to get some of these rocks," and they were like, "Nah." And then he's like, "I'm gonna sue you." So, the the ultimately what happened was the Grand Canyon just gives in because he's suing them, and I guess just give him his rocks. Uh. But the problem is, uh, they evaluate, because the thing is, everybody can't go into these historic sites and just start taking rocks. Because, like, I don't know, people don't seem to realize this, but uh, people destroy stuff. Like, so yeah. if you just go, hey, anybody who wants a rock can come on and get them one in here now, they'd fuck up the whole park, right? Yeah. Um, so what they do when you ask for this is they, they, they evaluate uh, what you're doing for, does it have any scientific merit? And also, can you get the rocks from a less protected place? Now, they determined that he could get the rocks um, from a less protected place. He didn't need it. He didn't need it there. Uh, yeah. He argued that it's religious discrimination. My ethical thing is now, if you're science and you want to keep an open mind, how, how do you shut somebody down uh, that's trying to make a religious-based point that has no scientific merit while not censoring people's you know, desires to like do stuff like that? Does that make sense? No, they're Nazis. Yeah, um, but I think it's like because your religion was, has was that no the scientific... right timing for that, huh? Was that the right timing for that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But the, so the Park Service gave in, and, and yeah, good because the way it goes, they'd probably lose anyway, and it would probably set a dangerous precedent. Um, yeah. They said they don't. They don't admit any fault, but they said get your rocks, whatever. Um, but yeah, it says just, here's the case of the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It's like you know what? You're, if you're gonna bitch about it, just fucking. So here's the thing: it says his original research application did not mention his young Earth creationist beliefs, nor did it disclose his job as a director of research at Answers in Genesis, the Ken Ham-led organization that runs the Creation Museum in Kentucky. But his religious beliefs did come up when the park sent his research application out to a mainstream geologist for peer review. One reviewer criticized the scientific validity of his application and the avowed creationist agenda of young earth creationists. The reviewer acknowledged in an email to a park official, these types of proposals, in these types of proposals you have a hard job. And they do, they have a hard job because they have to, like, that's, that's the whole thing about religious discrimination is it's like, maybe it is, but your religious, your religion has no scientific validity. And you're right. just, you're, yeah, like, you just want to take, like, that would be like if I was like, hey, I want to take some rocks. Why? Because I want to prove that my dick is just as hard. <laughs> that has no scientific validity. And, like, if I'm like, but it's my religion, the religion of hard dicks. Like, yeah, that, that's the reason why I always like the uh, flying spaghetti yeah. monster argument. Because um, the guy's trying to say, well, you know, if it's okay to um, dress this way because of your religion, why can't I dress like a pirate? Because the spaghetti monster likes pirates. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, know this, Pete, but uh, in the country that has the most pirates, they also have the less global, the least amount of global warming. Because global warming is uh, is the uh, flying spaghetti monster saying that he approves of pirates and doesn't like anything else. 
Somalia has the lowest CO2 emissions on Earth. Well, my the ethical dilemma, I think, comes from the same idea allowing certain types of... Uh, where and, do you draw the line for but, free, free speech? Where do you draw the line for people like this, right? And I think the line is when your speech directly uh, harms or attempts to bring harm to someone else. Yeah. You know, the scientific validity as of, will this bring we, any value... And, and and any will this bring any value to the scientific community? No, then go fuck yourself. I don't care what religion you are. There's no science to back up your young Earth stuff. <clears throat> I've been in a rock class for a week, and I'm already I'm like, there's a whole lot of human opinion in law too, because a lot of the legal system says you know beyond a reasonable doubt would yeah. any reasonable person uh, agree with this, etc. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. So that's the that's the ethic thing. It's like, what do they do? Like. Because uh, maybe giving them the rocks will make them go, Hey, holy shit, my whole religion's wrong. And rocks are billions of years old. Uh, probably not. I did, I will say this. Uh, one of the astrophysicists that gave a talk, I enjoyed. Uh, so people send her questions all the time, and she answers them up to a point. But when people uh, send her requests to use the software and ask her questions about how do you know the world's round and prove it, she goes... Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to answer that, and you don't deserve technology. And then doesn't answer <laughs> any more questions. And I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you're gonna if you're gonna be a bad faith scientist, you don't deserve technology. Yeah. By speaking of no, they're Nazis. Uh, are you ready for uh, the that's cute news of the week? Yes, yes, yes. And I feel like that's cute news should be wearing a swastika. Like just every time it's something cute, it's always like something about Nazis or white supremacists. This weekend, that's cute news. The uh, Nazi march on Washington D.C. finally happened. Oh yeah, that didn't go well. There were like five Nazis, but then there were like five thousand like anti-Nazis. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we covered the fact that Nazis were going to march on the streets of the Capitol a long while back. In fact, I had a whole speech about it. But uh, that day finally came, and it was kind of a nothing story. Well, the, they yeah. showed up very early in very small numbers, around two dozen, and then left so early that they were actually gone by the time they were scheduled to start. Well, the other thing was, too, the police gave them a special train and a special escort to their Nazi rally. And I'm like, why are the... I mean, like, I understand the cops have a job, but why are the cops coddling Nazis? Uh, I don't know. If you're going to be a Nazi... I, mean, I, I get the idea behind it that we're supposed... I mean, they're most likely... It's possible that they might get attacked is what they're thinking. But also, historically, in uh, Charlottesville, it was the Nazis attacking other people. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So my whole point is, if you're going to be a Nazi, uh, at the very least, have the bravado to get there yourself, you fucking weakling. You know, you're like, I think we should exterminate everybody who's inferior. Oh, please protect me, police. <laughs> yeah, yep. like, fuck them, so man. Would you like to hear an update on uh, Trump's military parade? Or oh, that's my that's, that's my favorite. Oh, I love it. So his his super expensive military parade that could feed every veteran for like a year uh, got pushed back. So then he canceled it and said, "I'm going to France." Like that was so like why why is one have to do with the other? It's uh, it's just funny because you know he um the the parade that could have fed every veteran for a year he was going to hold it on Veterans Day having our um. Because, I mean, what else did our army fight for if not for the president to have the freedom to establish his absolute totalitarian dominance with tanks rolling in the streets? Also, why do you why do you but, get to see a full military oh, but, review if you never even joined the military? That's that, too. Now, uh, we don't care that he dodged the draft five times. What we care about is that he de dodged the draft, and then he 
pissed on people who did yeah, he's actually a, go well, to yeah, so war. He's, he's, fa- he's, he's, he's internet brave, you know what I mean? He's, he's yeah. like that guy I got into an argument with over something like a year ago that's just like, yeah, I, I tell you what, you be careful who you're talking to, I'll, I'll mop the floor with you. And I'm like, you really, you're going to make threats over the internet? And I was so mad at this dude, I was like, tell you what, uh, I, I, and I didn't do this, but it's like, because the, the angriest I've ever been where someone physically threatened me over the internet, uh, I was going to send him my address and tell him when I would be there and say, I'll be the guy outside with the shovel. And when he goes, why? I was going to go, so when I'm done beating you to death with it, I can go ahead and dig your fucking grave. <laughs> and then I went, oh man, this is how you get arrested, isn't it? Partially, but also as soon as you give him your information, he can dox you. Yeah, but whatever, man. Like I'm not my 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 identity is not but, uh, that that secret. But uh, the point is, it is funny though. But uh, the White House's official stance is that um, it was not canceled, but rather delayed until quote late 2019, which is you know honestly, if Trump's still in the White House unimpeached by late 2019, the message is kind of clear that he is the U.S.'s first dictator. Maybe I don't want to. I don't want to believe that yet. Um, but maybe. Well, but then that brings us to uh, our next point, which is a chilling day in history. All right, what's the chilling day in history? Is this a new segment you're doing? Uh, no, nah, it's just a chilling day in history. I hope it's not a reoccurring segment. I oh, swear God, to God, if this is one of your weird dad jokes <laughs> where you go, a chilling day in history. Did you know that on this date in uh, 1901 in Outer Mongolia, the temperature tipped down to a very, very cold. 13 degrees Fahrenheit on this <laughs> A Chilling Day in History. Womp womp. That sounds like some bullshit that you would do. Maybe. But uh, for the first time in American history, a U.S. president has used the power of his office to punish a member of the intelligence community who has criticized him. Former CIA director John Brennan. Oh, well, let me tell you a little story about uh, CIA directors and presidents. There's a very strong possibility that they may have presidents assassinated. We can't prove it because uh, we blamed it on uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. But I'm just saying, uh, be real careful about who you piss off in the intelligence community because they'll kill you and make it look like an accident. Yeah, they uh, did officially rebuke his um, attack on John Brennan, which I almost made that my that's cute news for the week because it's like, oh, that's funny. He has no shame, though, so you can rebuke him all you want yeah. and like formally send him a stern letter or whatever. He doesn't care. He well, doesn't have humility. You know, at first I was like, why is this a big deal? Why do like people that are former whatevers, why do they have security clearance anyway? Oh, that's very that's a very big deal, but go ahead. Well, what I found out this is really cool. Uh, it's so that they can keep in intelligence continuity so the idea is that intelligence intelligence stuff is a constant uh long winding tapeworm through the digestive yeah. system of the united states uh and yeah. so the idea we, is you we don't need him we need all the old people we'll, we'll still need comey in the future yeah because they were around they saw shit they know things. so they know yeah they know they know they've known and seen so many things that they're He's very like, good tr- to explain tr- policy they're kind of like a bunch of time capsules that we know exactly where they're at and so we can go back and go yeah. hey why did we fight the Cold War? And they're like, well, we were as scared of the Russians as they were of us, but nothing was really going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, so basically Trump's making America profoundly less safe by locking up in a vault 
a hell of a lot of information that we have. Well, remember, like, it only this works. Guy can't. He doesn't care about that, and it only works to his benefit for us to be less safe because he can capitalize. Because remember, yeah, uh, his, if America's attacked by terrorists, the Republicans win. Because look at George Bush; his approval ratings went up to ninety in the the nineties. What was it? Ninety-one percent. Something like when that. When nine eleven happened, very very and high. And freaking Giuliani, this lunatic. He, he became America's mayor because he was there when it happened. Like, Republicans discovered that when Americans are scared shitless and a lot of terrorists have just killed Americans, they gain a lot of power and they gain a lot of love. Well, because, so because they're it based... It definitely all benefits of, the Republicans to see another terrorist attack And happen. that's the thing, is every, everything, everything that they're based, all of, all of their major... The bedrock of all their policies are fear. Fear of the other, fear of the Mexican, uh, fear of African Americans... Uh, fear of liberal brainwashing, fear of science. So it's it's fear based, and fear, so fear yeah. of gender neutral bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fear fear of trans people. Um, yeah, but strangely enough, not not fear of people in their own party who are actively sexually assaulting children, of course, which has happened many times. They're not worried about uh, what was that guy from Alabama, Roy Moore. Yeah, they're not worried about Roy Moore sharing a bathroom with your daughter. But I'll be goddamn if a a uh, trans person is in there, like, dude, but, uh, anyway, but I digress. Um, Roy Moore can fuck your daughter, even if she's uh, 14, but a transgender person, ooh, ooh, that ain't sharing the bathroom with my children, but you can marry him and fuck him if you want. Yeah, so it's it's a whole thing. Uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, that basically leads us leads us to the uh, the end of this episode. Uh, was there anything that our super fan, uh, uh, the Baron, wanted us to talk about before we uh, we sign off? Uh, nothing that we are going to talk about. <laughs> so we do have a super fan who has uh, uh, who instant messages us constantly, and what's really great is we love all of our fans, all five of you. Um, <laughs> but this this particular super fan uh, will tell us to talk about stuff that we've already talked about extensively, and it's kind of yeah. cute. And he's like, "Oh, did you hear about these new executive orders? The president can just do stuff." And we're like. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually talked about how Obama's expansion of the executive branch through executive orders allowed Trump to do what he's doing. Oh, have you talked about this guy, Jeff Sessions, yet? He's a real racist. Yeah, yeah, we're we're aware, Wesley. He's, um, I have an entire screenplay dedicated to Jeff Sessions, actually. If anyone would like it, I'll email it to you. Just uh, (laughs) request uh, thosemuckrakers at gmail.com, and I'll send you that. It's really funny. It's about Keebler elves and squirrels. Um, But anyway, yeah, that's... uh, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, remember to go on and uh, rate us or, uh, you know, um, don't rate us. I don't know. Is anybody rating us anymore? Didn't one person go on and give us a rating? I heard that one person gave or went on and gave us a rating on something, but I was only checking, like, iTunes, and I check YouTube subs. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't see any ratings. If if anyone out there has rated us, I'll um I'll look into everything else we have. I'll make Peter do it, something like that. You know, it really does. We'll, a lot we'll of, figure it out, and we'll give you a shout-out. It does feel like uh, podcasting of the apocalypse, where we're like, if anybody's out there, get to safety. We'll broadcast every Friday uh, at, at 7 o'clock. Keep your radios tuned to this channel. Hello? Yeah. Is anybody there? I really do hope they let Clarence? us keep... <laughs> I really hope they keep letting us do this in Guantanamo. Oh, that'll be wonderful. I'll Do you think in. they'd let us be cellmates, or would it be like, no? I don't know. I'll denounce everybody I know as long as they let me keep podcasting. <laughs> just it'll just be like me podcasting alone by myself with like my Wesley voice. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess or... <laughs> I guess the other alternative is oh, just... Oh, so the Baron voice, we weren't giving his name away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already gave his name away. You should bleep it in the in the recording. I, I could, but that would like take me some extra time, and it's super late now. Yeah. So sor- sorry, Wesley. They they just know who you are now. All right, guys. Uh, oh, as always, uh, we don't have a sign off, but we'll find one one day. Uh, as always, I'm Peter, and I'm Pat. And uh, yeah, that's just the the, the muckrakers. Because I knew it, it got real quiet, and I'm like, why can't I hear him pee anymore? <laughs>